days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. My favorite episode, the Game Plan Show. Going to get to get into all the X's and O's, how the 49ers plan to attack the Denver Broncos. Also going to go through some of the effects George Kittle's going to have on this game plan because Kyle Shanahan said it would be surprising if George Kittle doesn't play, which means we fully expect him to be lined up and playing against the Denver Broncos. There's a lot of ways that you can use George Kittle to help benefit your football team. I'm looking forward to getting all those especially how you look at it as a play caller. So this is going to be absolutely fantastic. Denver Broncos versus the San Francisco 49ers. So here's overall the game plan. Now, I go through this on Patreon when I do my scouting report videos, understanding who you are going against and knowing who those coaches are. First off, Denver Broncos have a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. The name sounds familiar and you've been around football for a long time because that's Paul Hackett's son. Paul Hackett was with the 49ers. He's been with a lot of teams around the league, an offensive mind, somebody that I actually listened to in a class. He's fantastic. He's really a smart guy, very intellectual, and he understands offense and NFL offense. Nathaniel Hackett doesn't fall far from the tree. He understands what to do as well. Now, this is his first chance to be a head coach in this league, and so far he's had some bumps in the road. But I'm not sure how much of that is just inexperience and how much is him trying to navigate using Russell Wilson and also running the offense in which he wants to run. He was with the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, so he's had a big-time quarterback before. But dealing with Aaron Rodgers and the things that he does well and dealing with Russell Wilson and the things that he does well are entirely different. So the way you coach is going to change things up. Now, he brought over with him Justin Outen uh, as offensive coordinator, and Outen was over there with... uh, with Hackett over at Green Bay. So they have a familiarity, and that's why the offense looks very similar to what you're getting from Green Bay. Here's the issue. Russell Wilson also brought over concepts that he liked from Seattle. Uh, if everyone remembers when Peyton Manning come from the Indianapolis Colts to the Denver Broncos, he brought concepts in an offense that he wanted to run, and that's primarily what they ran. Well, now Russell Wilson brought things he felt comfortable in, things that he felt that they could institute into this offense. Nathaniel Hackett's trying to navigate through that. Justin Outen is trying to navigate through implementing those offensive concepts into what they already want to do, which is kind of a mixture of the zone scheme with some West Coast principles. So right now they're trying to figure this thing out, and so far it hasn't produced. There are uh, spots in the game where they go completely off the rails, reverse, fly sweep, double pass, all in one series. Like, what are you guys doing? And I think this reason is they're trying to figure out exactly what their identity is. Hopefully they don't figure it out against the 49ers. I could probably give them a heads up on what it should be, uh, but maybe I won't tell them. What it should be is get this run game going with Javante Williams. If they get Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams going in this run game, they're going to be very tough to, to beat because then Russell Wilson can employ the play action pass and really execute. They have a lot of plays where they only send two guys into routes and max protect. That is to protect their offensive line. You'll probably see the same case here. So that's how they're trying to attack on offense right now. They should probably rely on the run game a lot more than they already are. uh, But hopefully they don't figure that out against the 49ers. And hopefully the 49ers are able 
to stop them. Now over on defense, they got Ejiro Avero as their defensive coordinator. He comes over from the Los Angeles Rams. He was their secondary coach there and pass game coordinator. So he comes in with an understanding of what Kyle Shanahan wants to do conceptually and how exactly Kyle Shanahan normally attacks this style of defense. So he's going to have a basis already. That's part of the reason I'm going to get into why George Kittle is so important and why understanding what coaches you're going against and what their scheme looks like is so important. So you're going to get a 3-4 scheme. They often like to have Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb at the line of scrimmage. Now, they will run zone blitz concepts where they drop them off into a zone and blitz from the other side. When they do that, take advantage of it. You can throw where the blitz came from. If you're over on Patreon, you saw it so many times. Davis Mills had opportunities, Houston Texans quarterback, to get the ball out into the hands of his playmakers, but he wasn't able to read it. Hopefully, a veteran like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to read it, get the ball out in those locations, and make plays. So, you have a Los Angeles Rams similar concept. You also have a Dom Capers on staff. Dom Capers, a 3-4 defensive guru around the league, many years with Green Bay, You know, also as a head coach in Carolina. So understanding that he's going to be around means at times you could get man principles. So far, a lot of zone coverage coming from the Denver Broncos. They have some pretty good players. We're not going to focus as much on players, even though the players uh, definitely you know, determine what you do personnel uh, formationally and with play calls. But how do the 49ers go after these guys now? Well, after watching the film, there are weaknesses in this Denver Broncos defense. I'll start on offense for the 49ers. I'm very passionate about this. Is there's there's major weaknesses. When they bring those five guys up to the line of scrimmage, they will do it even when they're in their nickel set. Five guys at the line of scrimmage, they'll play one guy in the middle as a, a Mike Linebacker, Singleton. They'll bring in Damari Mathis. They'll bring in K1 Williams. They'll play them in the nickel and dime corner spots. They'll just put them out there. Uh, and and they'll allow you to try to run the football. Now, you would think with a six-man box, you would be willing to run. Davis Mills and the Texans weren't, weren't willing to take advantage of it and run the football. Hopefully, the 49ers will do that. I think this is an opportunity to run a little bit of RPO and really put stress on the uh, DBs and the linebackers to make the right reads. There's already natural avenues to be able to throw the football. Think about it. If you have a middle linebacker that's in the middle of the field and you have these two guys that are outside playing corner, you have a, lar a large amount of area between that linebacker and that nickel-dime corner where you can freeze them outside and then run somebody up that seam. You run a little bit of levels concept over the middle, which Kyle Shanahan does often, or you run play-action pass, and you go ahead and do something to make that linebacker want to step up. You're going to create a bigger void over the middle. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo live over the middle of the field? I think that's part of the game plan this week. Get the linebacker moving, whether that's getting his eyes moving with motion or getting him moving with a crossing pattern coming across his face. Make him focus on that so that way you can keep him uh, occupied and then be able to locate somebody up the hash and near the seam. That is where the 49ers can live in this football game. That's why I talked about George Kittle. Now, here's why George Kittle is so important to the 49ers offense. I mean, right away you would say, well, he's an all-pro player. He's a guy that can go out there and make catches. He's a really good blocker. All those things are true. But what makes George Kittle uh, so awesome, what makes Kyle Juszczyk so awesome and what Kyle Shanahan wants to do on offense is he wants everything to look the same. As a play caller, as an offensive coordinator, you want formationally everything to look the same. I want to be able to run multiple plays out of one set. I want, to, I want the defense to look at it and say, you know, what play is coming? Because when you're breaking down field from a defensive standpoint and you're looking at an offense, okay, okay, what's the, what's the formation? What's the personnel grouping? 
these are the plays they'll run out of it. And you can get a Rolodex. And as you see different things, it kind of limits that Rolodex down. Richard Sherman's talked about this a lot. So if you have, you know, oh, I got George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk. Juszczyk is off ball. Kittle is here. I got a single back sec. I know that they're going to run these, these many plays, right? They got this that they can do. Here's the issue. As you make everything look the same, you make them think about a ton of plays that they could possibly run. Every little thing that you do that's different formationally, personnel-wise, uh, then they can, okay, they only run these five plays out of this set with this personnel grouping. Oh, they only run three plays out of this. Oh, with the, the way that this wide receiver spacing is from, the, from the, the sideline, I know they can only run this many routes when they're in this formation. All those things give defense an advantage. So by making everything look the same for an offense and being able to run a variety of different plays out of that same look, you make it more difficult for a defense. Because in the NFL, you can't just go out there and read it. You have to have a little bit of a heads up. Everyone's bigger. Everyone's faster. These guys will beat you. So having a heads up is so important. That's where George Kittle's uh, advantage comes. Because you don't know if he's going to block. But when he does block, he's fantastic. You don't know if he's going to go out for a pass. But when he's out there and does it, he's fantastic. So using him and Kyle Juszczyk in the, in the same ways over and over and over make a defense uh, get a little bit more confused. You know, they're, they're lined up here, but they can do 25 different things. Which 25 are those going to be? You go, you send Debo in motion. Okay, now it cuts it down to 15, but you still have 15 things you have to prepare for. Now take George Kittle off the field and put Ross Dwelly. Okay, I know with Ross Dwelly out here, they want to put him in these situations to be successful as a blocker. That might mean there's only five plays that I have to try to figure out. Oh, uh, Charlie Warner's out here. Okay, he struggles in these sort of pass sets. I know there's only this many pass plays that they can run out of this set. So it's all about making the defense think a lot about what you're going to do on offense. That's where George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, and Debo Samuel put so much pressure. Now, of course, Debo, he puts pressure on you because he motions in the backfield, and you're like, uh-oh, uh, what are we going to see here? And all the while, Kyle Shanahan's put a lot of things on film. You can say, you know what, they run these 25 plays. Well, then Kyle Shanahan knows exactly how people have adjusted to him, and then he figures out what your defense is and how you'll probably adjust, and then he makes little subtle adjustments. It is an absolute chess match, and the way that these coordinators and coaches go in there and break down film and give their players uh, the best opportunity to be successful is some of the funnest things in football. That was one of my favorite things to do as a coach was really go in there, first off, watch the, the game film all the way through, get it in totality, and then start going play-by-play, play, watching each player, watching the way that the coach schemed things up. Are things the same? You know, script it out. Okay, on this play, they ran this formation with this group, and they ran this play. And then you see if there's some sort of a sequence. You see if there's some sort of a tendency. That is why you have all these coaches on coaching staff. Kyle Shanahan has somebody that just checks and balances on his tendencies. Because if a defensive coach figures out your tendencies, the only way to make it difficult on them is to break tendency. So if you're running every single time, second down, you know, anytime it's second and six, you're running the football and you're running to the left side because Trent Williams is there, a defense can figure that out. As an offensive play caller, you don't always realize you have tendencies. You don't always realize you rely on certain players in certain situations. Having coaches help you with that is important. But these defensive coaches on the other side of the, of the field that have been studying film week in and week out, they're going to get a better understanding. Now, five, six weeks into the season, they're really going to have a basis for what you're doing because now you've used this personnel grouping consistently. Every year, things change. Kyle Juszczyk and, and George Kittle change things a little bit for how you call offense. 
Kyle Shanahan changes a little bit of stuff. Uh, George, um, Jimmy Garoppolo talked about that. He said, you know, there's new things this year. There's new things that I didn't know yet. That always do that new install. You have new personnel. You have Ray Ray McLeod. You added him in. You have Danny Gray. You added him in. Now, you're putting those guys into this offense, and you're adding some things, but you still want it to look the same. Okay, I want, you know, I want to run this play, uh, but now Danny Gray's out there. And personnel-wise, the other team has to figure out what's going on. It's one of the funnest things to do is figure out the X's and O's and how everything works together. But that's why George Kittle is so important, because you just don't know what he's going to do. Is he blocking? Is he is he is he going out for a pass? Uh, if he goes in motion, you know what plays are you running? So having that balance and being able to do both is so important to this 49ers offense, and that's how I think the 49ers are going to attack the Denver Broncos this time. They're going to use George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk. They're going to make these formations look the same. They're going to run some gap scheme and some outside zone, but it's going to look the same. And then what they're going to do is they're going to get these linebackers to be able to commit coming up to stop the run. And George Kittle is going to get past them. I think there's going to be all kinds of areas where when they do sink on Kittle, it allows an intermediate route from Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel to get behind that linebacker and in front of that safety. The weakness of this Denver Broncos defense, and they're really good defense, is that linebacker group. Taking advantage of them and the safeties with them missing Justin Simmons is the most important goal in the passing game. That all starts though from getting the run game going. You get the run game going and attacking this five-man front, you have certain ways to do it. Now, against Seattle, you had a five-man front. You had to be able to handle those guys on the edge. Being able to create a bubble by putting a guy off ball and getting their outside linebacker to edge out. Most of the time, they want their outside linebacker outside your last guy near the line of scrimmage within two yards. Getting that guy out there and spread out leaves you a lane and a bubble to be able to run the football. When you're running outside zone or you're running gap scheme, getting that guy farther out or you can pull a guy in your gap scheme and kick him out creates bigger lanes. So formationally, you can create bubbles to be able to run the football. You have to be able to formationally and personnel-wise execute, though, after, what, after that. You need a guy that can make sure he can make that block. You need to be able to get to second level and make those blocks for those plays to be there. Now, it's a little bit different animal than it was last week. Seattle's guys like to gamble. They like to try to take chances. Chubb and Randy Gregory are just really good. They're good pass rushers. You don't want to end up in third and long. But they're good at setting the edge too. So getting them to edge out is important. Now, if they decide to jump in, which they will, and film Bradley Chubb would jump in late, you have to be able to adjust your blocking late. If all of a sudden you adjust and George Kittle, that's why I love having George Kittle or Charlie Warner in that situation, but Kittle especially, to kick that guy down, now you take that play to the outside. So it's not predetermined where that play is going to go. It's determined by how the defense ends up playing it. Everything that you do on offense is determined by your personnel, your formation, and then how the defense is responding to it. So this is one of the fun things that goes on. There's like a chess match during the game as well. You know, they're going to try to start outside. But if you start getting on that interior and able to get to that second level and block the linebackers, you have big chunk runs. If they commit inside or commit a safety to the box, all of a sudden you can get to the outside or hit a play action pass. So it's all about manipulating defense through formation and personnel. That's what Kyle Shanahan is trying to do. All the while, he's realizing that they're going to have these adjustments. And when they adjust, they have to already coach up their players to be able to handle those adjustments. But having George Kittle out there is very impactful for this team. I look for Kittle to have a big game. I look for this running game to be able to get going. Making sure that defensive line, the interior defensive line, doesn't get pressure on, on run plays is important. Being able to stop 
uh, DJ Jones, I mean, former 49er, from getting penetration is going to be important, especially if you're pulling in the gap scheme. So I think the 49ers have a lot of work. Make sure Brendel is protected on the inside. Make sure Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford are giving help. If you can wham block, that means blocking with a tight end or a running back where you leave DJ Jones free, use his aggressiveness against him and kicking him down are important plays as well. Uh, the 49 yards famously did this with Harbaugh and Ndamukong Sue. Let him come upfield, boom, wham him with a fullback, and then run inside. You have to do things to kind of limit their penetration. If they really start getting up the field and giving you problems, you're going to have to run some of your screens, which are open. You have the wide receiver screens with the tunnel, uh, the smoke screen, but also screen passes to your running backs. I think that's important to remember in this game as well. If they continue to run their two deep safeties, the Denver Broncos, you're going to operate over the middle of the field where Jimmy loves to live. If they go to a single high safety, take the shot downfield. Get the ball over the top to Danny Gray and Brandon Ayuk. Take those chances the first time you see it. Make them go back to their two deep safety look so you can continue to run the ball. Now on defense, I went a long ways on the offense. I was loving it this week. But on defense, real simple. You have to stop the run first. I know my key matchup for the 49ers offense didn't involve the, the run game, it involved Russell Wilson, but here's why. If you stop this run game, you're going to make it more difficult on Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's offensive concepts that he brought over from Seattle often uh, kind of go towards running the football first and playing off of that. When you run max protect with play action, you're wanting to take shots and chunk plays down the field. But if the run game's not going good, a defense doesn't have to respect it. If the 49ers can sit back and not have to worry about a deep shot coming, and still be able to put Tao Noah Hufanga in the box to help stop the run, then it's going to be a lights out for the 49ers. They're going to take care of business against the Denver Broncos. Now, one thing that the 49ers defense has to watch is eye candy. The Denver Broncos run a multitude of motions, and motions and shift changes, formation changes at the snap. So what they'll do is they'll motion a guy across the field. They'll see how you respond. Then maybe they'll set and motion somebody else the other side. So what they're trying to do is get your eyes focused one way or the other. They fake fly sweeps to run the football with their zone. They're getting you leaning one way. Now, so far, I haven't seen teams. Seattle uh, didn't fall for it. The Houston Texans didn't really fall for it as far as overcommitting to going with that motion guy. They gave it to the motion, but it didn't really work out. Jerry Judy, you know, when he runs a fly sweep, he's not the best runner with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's also hurt, so we'll see if that's a part of it. But when they run Washington on the reverses, he's dynamic speed-wise. But if you play it right and your eyes are... Uh, discipline, which Fred Warner preaches all the time, you read across the formation to the other side, you're going to be able to recognize these guys coming back for, towards you. So it's about discipline for the 49ers defense. Discipline eyes. Discipline eyes are going to keep you in the right situations. Also, do not fly out of your position. So do everything in the proper timing. A linebackers can fly out, try to fly upfield and make big plays. That's not always what you want to do. Play your spot, play your position, play fast. Uh, but don't over-pursue. If you over-pursue, get out of your lanes, it's going to create cutback and run lanes for Javante Williams, who's a very talented running back. So far, to me, this is the most talented running back the 49ers are going to see this season. If he gets rolling, this Broncos offense is going to get rolling. Things are getting nice run plays. Uh, it's one of the things that makes me the most nervous about Eric Armstead. If he's not able to play at a high level or, or play in this game, I worry the 49ers run defense won't be able to stop the Denver Broncos for that reason. Now, the offensive line for the Denver Broncos on the right-hand side has been injured. Uh, Quinn Miners has been dealing with some injuries. Billy Turner, the right tackle, dealing with some injuries. 
So luckily, those are positions in which the 49ers can hopefully stop the run where Armstead normally plays. Stopping the run is the key, though, because if you do that, you're going to put Russell Wilson in third and long situations. Third and long situations are tough for any quarterback, but especially Russell Wilson, because what he wants to be able to do is improvise and create. If You can keep him in the pocket, and then he has to go ahead and get the ball down the field, but you're able to squat on routes. And when I say squat on routes, it means you're not worried about them going deep down the field, but you can play the sticks underneath then it makes it more difficult for him because he wants to find those first downs, which means he holds on to the football. Him holding on the football is going to give the 49ers opportunities to get sacks. So with Russell Wilson, it is very determined the way you pass rush. It's not as free as it was last week against Geno Smith. It's more what you got against Justin Fields. These guys are going to have to rush in their lanes. They have to make sure they get interior penetration from your interior defensive line collapse this pocket, but push those guys up. Then Ebucom, Bosa, Aminahue, those guys, have to get pressure from the outside, but it has to be tight pressure. You can't allow yourself to get too far upfield where Russell Wilson can go inside of you and then get leak out. Once he gets out, he's going to be able to create. Impro improvisation, he's probably one of the best in the league at doing it. So keeping him in the pocket is important for this game. Don't let him cook. Now, when you're coming up and rushing, here's one of those things that's difficult. You also don't want to go too tight because then he can loop around you with his little spin move, get outside and create. It puts a lot of stress on this 49ers defensive line to get in the proper rush lanes and to rush uh, the right way consistently. Now, here's one of the things that Russell Wilson struggles with, and that is he struggles against the blitz. When you get pressure on Russell Wilson, he doesn't always succeed. A lot of times he struggles. That is going to be a key. D'Amico Ryans has done this last year. Robert Sala the year before is they would go ahead and confuse Russell Wilson with coverage looks. They would run a shell coverage, make you think it was you know, a single high safety. And then all of a sudden, when the snap happens, it becomes a too deep look, and it will make him hesitate for a second. Doing those shell coverages gives your defensive line opportunity to get there. So confusing him is important. It also is important to bring those blitzes. So you'll probably see Womack blitz a little bit more like he did in Chicago, and they didn't really do a lot against Seattle, but blitzing him off the edge is going to create another lane. Also, Hufanga as well. What that does is that five guys is going to make it more difficult for Russell Wilson to find a way to wiggle out of that pocket. Keeping him in the pocket is so important for the 49ers. Stopping the run with seven is also important. So not letting Russ cook is one of the most important things you can do in this team. So stop the run, keep Russ in the pocket. Don't let him improvise and create plays, which we've already seen is a problem for the 49ers if they let their mobile quarterback do that. So, uh, that is the game plan overall. It's not very complicated. It's not hard. You understand what you're getting from Nathaniel Hackett. Now, the game plan is not hard to institute. It's hard to execute. So you still have to execute on the field. And just like with anything, if you're not executing, the other team has the potential to beat you. Denver Broncos have a lot of talented players. Have a lot of talented players on offense and defense. Of course, there are avenues to attack both. And I look for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan, uh, D'Amico Ryan to go out there and attack those weaknesses. But it's one of the funnest things to watch. I'm hoping George Kittle has a huge game. It, it could be really, really big because uh, so far, Denver has struggled against tight ends in this league. Uh, Seattle had two tight ends score touchdowns in that week one matchup. The 49ers are coming with the best tight end that they've seen so far in Denver. Now, I think Denver has a talented defense and a talented defensive coordinator. Let's see what they try to come up with. But you can't run what the Rams ran. Uh, if you try to run that Rams defense, that the Rams have run before, the 49ers are going to find a way to run the football. That's one thing they've done really well. 
So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a fun chess match. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think about what I said down in the comment section down below. Subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate it. Uh, this was one of my favorite episodes to get into because you get to get into X's and O's and how Kyle Shanahan is planning to attack on offense and defense and also give you a little bit of insight of what Denver Broncos do well and what they don't do well. Uh, just watching the film and getting into it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, this is one of the fun parts about football. It's my favorite part about football is the X's and O's and the chess match between coaching staffs using different personnel in different ways. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed the, the show. Make sure you join me on Sunday night after the game. I know it's going to be a late one for the live reaction show. Come through. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if you saw any of the game plan that we talked about being instituted in the game. Let's have a fun conversation about it. I'm really excited about this game. I'm excited about the seeing the 49ers on primetime, and I'm hoping beat Seattle last week, get to Russell Wilson this week. Uh, it's, it, if That would be big. That would be a big way to start the season, especially with a Monday night showdown against the NFC rest rivals, Los Angeles Rams coming down next week. Uh, get that win, get to 2-1. and one. But until then, until Sunday night when I see you again, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.